So one rule I had to make for myself as I started this transformation process was no gossip, no drama. Um, and as I started thinking, I, I don't even remember why I made that decision. Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was important. Yeah. Um, and part of that, I think, was at the time I was being really hard on myself mm -hmm. for the what I called bad behaviors that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really have anybody to help guide me through it and speak lovingly to me. So I beat myself up on a regular basis and said, okay, what am I doing that is complete crap? And gossip was one of those things and, and being in dramatic situations. So why would I be doing that? Like, why would I engage in gossip? And the fast forward to why I engaged in gossip had to do with two pieces of it. Um, very sort of, um, I'll use the term low-hanging fruit, right? <laughs> One being that gossip got me connected with people. Mm. It was a thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. In the absence of any other thing to talk about, I could talk about, did you see what that person was wearing? I cannot believe they leave the house like that. Or right. did you hear so-and-so did that? Or did you hear so-and-so was having an affair with so-and-so and now there's a big thing and they're getting divorced, whatever. It, it, that was a connector for me mm -hmm. with people. Very shallow very um not not a good connection by any means because it was in the moment mm -hmm. it was in the moment satisfying in part because my self-worth was so low my self-esteem was so low that it made me feel better than that person and it made me like well i'm not doing that so i'm better than they are mm -hmm. you know those pieces of it And I, by removing myself from the gossip and the drama, it meant that I had a lot of silent moments for a while. Uh, I had, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, there were a lot of people I used to talk to that I didn't talk to anymore. Because what I recognize is that relationship was based on cutting another person down. Um, there's a new song called Biscuits, which is exactly along those lines. Mm. Um, you can't lift yourself up by bringing somebody else down is basically what she says. Mm -hmm. And that you need to mind your own business. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, and that we shouldn't judge other people. Because you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what they're dealing with. No idea. Nothing. So um, fast forward to the relationships that I've built over a 10-year period are built on good communication, mutual trust. We have interests in common. Um, you know, we, we serve a purpose, a higher purpose for each other. We grow each other. We lift each other up. It, it's those things. Mm -hmm. um, and it took some time to peel off relationships that were based on gossip and drama. Mm -hmm. um, or to, if, if that person um, had we had importance to each other or mm -hmm. need for each other mm -hmm. then to recreate that relationship and restructure it. Right. Um, and I have found that there were people that I've been connected with all along mm -hmm. that now we have a, a bond. We have a stronger relationship. We have a good relationship. Even if we don't see each other very often, mm -hmm. 
there's always something positive to come back to. Mm-hmm. And then they might, you know, we might pop into each other's lives for a period of time. And I, I, can I get your help with this? And we'll do those pieces of it. And then we might, you know, go back off on our separate ways for a period of time. Mm-hmm. But it is always a mutually beneficial for our highest and best good kind of relationship mm-hmm. rather than so-and-so did such and such again and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, it meant that I had to, if those thoughts popped into my head, mm-hmm. I then had to first observe them. Second, where are they coming from? Third, do they have any ring of truth? Mm-hmm. And fourth, if I, if I need to say something about that or not. Mm-hmm. And it's just this quick, like one second kind of cycle through those questions. It was, a you know, um, like if I see someone wearing something that is really not flattering for them, my, you know, we automatically have judgment. We automatically are like, why did they leave the house like that? Or don't they own a full length mirror or whatever? The question is, do I need to say something to that person? Will it help them or not? Ah, healer or voider. Exactly. So if I'm going up to them to in a mocking kind of way, that's not helping them. But if I go up to them and kind of put my arm around them going, I know you don't know me. However, I might suggest that next time you wear those pants that you, you know, enhance it differently or something along those lines. Or burn right? them. <laughs> or maybe choose a different pants. pair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's really going to be for the purposes of lifting them up. And helping them to feel their best self. Um, And at some level, because we love to mock and judge people, so that that person can avoid mocking and judgment from others. Yeah. Um, You know, it's like, are you going to be the person to tell somebody they have spinach in their teeth or not? Right. Right? Right? Got something in your teeth. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Please don't wear those leggings anymore. <laughs> and it's not, again, it's not, you know, whatever. Yeah. If you are, like, I'm not, I'm not a size four. There's stuff that people probably look at and go, maybe she shouldn't be wearing that, but that is that in their head as a judgment? Mm-hmm. Or is that in their head as a, <sighs> maybe that's not her best choice. Maybe I can help her. Right. Well, or, you know, consider... Why are they wearing that in the first place? Yeah. You know, maybe it's deeper than that. Yeah. Maybe they have self-value issues and mm-hmm. they don't care what they wear. They right. just wear what's clean. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Or maybe that's all they have. Right. You know, you never know. And especially now when there's so many homeless people and you really... Sometimes you can't tell. Yeah. You know, uh, they have altered the definition of homelessness. Really? Uh, children who couch surf, basically, stay oh. with whatever relative or whatever. Yeah. They're considered homeless. Sure. Because they do not have one foundational space. Yeah. So, and there are things that they are lacking and, right. you know. Living yes. in cars and yeah. whatever. Maybe they only have two pair of pants. Right. And they just happen to be an ugly pair of leggings. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, so, like, 
giving up the gossip and the drama allows you to see outside of judgment mm -hmm. you know and love people for who they are yeah not what they're wearing what they have mm -hmm. whatever like mm -hmm. you can see people and if they're hurting you can say is there some way I can support you yeah or is there anything you need can or... I hold space for you yeah do you just need someone to sit with or to <laughs> talk to yeah you know um, just having that connection makes such a difference for lonely people mm -hmm. and there are lots of those and there are so many lonely people yeah I encounter lonely people all day every day at sure work. yeah you know and even in this in the store everywhere I go people stop me because mm -hmm. <laughs> I must just look like a person who will listen yeah I don't know. Right? <laughs> Please stop me and talk. It must be a little sign over my forehead. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> stop me. I'm willing to talk. Right. Uh, it happens all the time. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I hear heartbreaking stories and sometimes I just hear questions or... Mm. But whatever it is, it doesn't harm me in any way to take a moment and listen to someone. Right. You know, of course, being aware of my time and like things that I need to do. Obviously, if I need to get to work or, you know, there's something I need to be doing, then I don't spend as much time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think one time I just walked around the store grocery shopping and this person followed me around and we were talking okay. because that's what they needed. Yeah. You know, and I am hoping that that is something that our work forward yeah help people to find connection with others even <laughs> a person just in the grocery store for 10 minutes or 10 seconds yeah you know just an acknowledgement that they exist yep can make an enormous difference yeah for someone who feels like they're not seen and or heard yeah yeah and that I feel is part of rebuilding our communities and our families mm -hmm. and because it happens everywhere yeah you know. Yeah. Um, I think teenagers really don't feel like they're heard. No, probably not. And they don't have a good... You know, we're going to go back to this emotional language thing again. Mm -hmm. They don't have the emotional language or understanding to know what they're going through. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of this. I apologize to my son for this this weekend. I When I was in corporate America, I was so focused on my career... Mm -hmm. And succeeding and exceeding expectations and doing all these great things and launching a bus and whatever that I didn't see what my kids were going through. And they did try to come to me. And I, in my hurried, stressed out filter, didn't hear what they were saying to me. Mm. And slowly they just stopped talking. Mm. And when they went inside... It, without support and without someone to talk to is when behavior shifts. Oh, yes. You know, and I think we see behavior shifts in teenagers mm -hmm. and we go, oh, there's being a problem. Like their behavior is a problem. Well, their behavior is for a reason. Right. There's always a reason. Right. Somebody's not hearing their and, and, and meeting their need. Right. Whatever that is. They're not hearing the cry. 
No, and so once I was out of, for me, once I was out of the corporate piece of it and out of the stress, and um, I could take, a, you know, blink a few times and take a few deep breaths and go, okay, what's going on with my family? Oh, well, they really, need, they need more support than from me. They need me to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important part of the transition um, in, in especially my relationship with my sons who are now, you know, I got an 18 and 21 year old, um, is that, that I work hard to hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the thing behind the, the words, right. you know, or behind the anger. I'm having a bad day. Whatever. Okay. Tell me what your bad day is about. Well, such and such happened. Mm-hmm. Why does that bother you? Well, so-and-so said they would do that and they didn't do that. And now I've got to do all this extra stuff and it's really frustrating and blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Expectations. Exactly. <laughs> I've had expectations. Um, or, you know, I didn't know I had to do this and now I got to do this and that throws my whole day off. That's the communication piece of it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's really interesting to watch the dynamic between siblings mm-hmm. Um, because I think that we think we know we think we know better f- what our sibling needs than our sibling actually needs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this odd dynamic between siblings, and and I, I try to encourage them as well to okay, hear what your brother's asking you to do, right? Or know that because your brother's mad because their their other person didn't do something, they're not mad at you, right? Uh, they're just mad. Right. <laughs> so give them some space to be mad. Be right. there. Support them. Help them if they need help. Um, and, and know what's, you know, see into what's going on beyond the surface of, my brother's mad, so he must be mad at me. Or why is he being mean to me? Well, your brother's being mean to you because your brother's mad. He shouldn't be mean to you, but he is. And he's mad about this thing. Right. So can you help him with that thing? No, I can't help him with that thing. So just give him space to cool off. Right. And yeah. be there when he's ready. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I'm dealing with with my nephews. Yeah. Because they're only a year and a half or so apart. Mm-hmm. And the older one is at the stage where he wants to be independent. Yeah. Of the younger one. Right. Uh, and is frustrated that he's responsible. Yeah. For the younger one. Right. And I said, tough luck. <laughs> right? You're the oldest. Yeah. Um, he's your brother. Yeah. And I, I tried to explain to him that he is not maturing at the same level. Mm-hmm. So that he needed to provide the, the, the younger brother with some, some flexibility. Yeah. Because he's not as... He's not maturing at the same rate. Right. Uh, that he believes he should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, so, you know, I, I explained some things developmentally so that he would understand, okay, this is why he's not as mature as he could be. Yeah. This is why, you know, he does these things. He clings to you because you are like the thing that's always there. Yeah. You're the one that's, because when you go, you go together. Right. You know, as children, 
you weren't somewhere and he was somewhere else. Yeah. You both went mm-hmm. wherever it was. You were the constant. Yeah. So he clings to you because you are the constant. He expects that you're always going to be there. And you are always there mm-hmm. because you are always there. Mm-hmm. I said, so it may be hard for you as someone who's aging and wanting to be more independent and all these things. And he's your baby brother. Right. And family structure wise, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yes, you are responsible for your little brother. Yeah. And so you have to give him a little leeway. Right. You know, but also you have to be in communication. Yeah. Like, okay, little brother, I want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And just because I want to do this thing with this other person doesn't mean that I don't love you or that I don't want you around. Yeah. Right. I just want to do this thing with this other person. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything in our relationship. Right. I will always love you. You are my brother. Mm-hmm. We will always be connected. Yeah. You know, so I have, I, 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 I'm trying to get him to reason mm-hmm. with the little brother so that, A, his stress level goes down because he is, a closet angry person. Oh boy. <laughs> or maybe he's not a closet angry person, but you know, like there's a, a stress and a frustration and an anger in him yeah. that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I talk to him and I allow him to tell me what's going on and yeah. you know, so I can help him through these things. Right. Because I know that when I was a teenager, I needed my sister, but my sister was six years older than me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got old enough to be interesting, she was married. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but she never stopped lending me her ear. Yeah. Like no matter what it was, I could talk to her and she would help me through it or just talking would help or whatever it was. Right. You know, and that's important in families. Yeah. So when I hear people say that, oh, I haven't talked to my brother in years and la la la, there's this dysfunction, it kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. Because that was not something that was even a thought yeah. between myself and my sister or my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I wish that for people, for families, that yeah. closeness, the, yeah. you know, always there. I mean, not like, uh, you know, and it, and it's 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 interesting because I heard you say before that I am not my brother's keeper. Yeah. So I'm not sure at what age that ceases, mm. if it does at all. Um, no, I am not in control of his life or anything like that. Um. And I cannot protect him from whatever is going on in his environment because we are far apart. Yeah. Um, but at the but I can still be that foundation of support for him. Mm-hmm. You know, when he needs someone to talk to, when he needs to vent, or yep. when he wants to do something exciting or fun. You know. Yeah. You know, I I I bolster whatever that is. Yeah. 
you know, I say all when he needs to hear all. (laughs) I say, you know, you created that issue yourself. Yep. And I apologize that you're dealing with that. Yeah. You know, um, so the dynamic is shifting, Mm -hmm. you know, since my self-development work. Right. Right. (laughs) And I I don't stress about it anymore. Yeah. You know, I used to really worry. Yeah. Like, he's 12 years older than me. What could I possibly do for someone who is 12 years older than me? Right. <laughs> and work's not constructive. Besides paying for him, there's nothing I could possibly... Send him cookies, send him cards or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Call and say, hi, I'm checking in on you. Yeah. I was thinking about you. you Those know, are all good things. That kind of thing. That's That's really all we can do. Right. Well, and you and the depth of connection and the honest open communication and the knowing that you aren't responsible for him. Yeah. You're responsible to the relationship. You're responsible to the communication. Right. You're not responsible for him. Yeah. That's a that's a huge piece of it. Yeah. So the that depth of connection and mm-hmm. communication and healthy relationship building, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So we walk away from the gossip and the drama. We work to, if, if the relationship is important enough, you work to build good set foundations and good communication and good healthy emotional connections and whatever mm-hmm. uh, because that relationship is important or it's a relationship that you discontinue mm-hmm. because, you know, as I said earlier, it's, you know, every so often someone in the relationship throw the carpet bomb out and then all right. of a sudden you're back to you know right whatever whatever yeah. and it's not it's not healthy and it's not supportive and there's not when even even in certain situations in certain relationships when i have i have said to myself my objective in this relationship is to be as open and communicative as possible with the objective of supporting this person and helping to build them mm-hmm. Um, if that person doesn't hear it that way mm-hmm. or doesn't respond in that way mm-hmm. or <laughs> throws out another bomb, mm-hmm. that's a that's got to be an arm's length relationship for me. Yeah. I mean, because it's not necessary for us to maintain toxic relationships. Right. We, and it's it's that level of I am my brother's keeper, I think, mm-hmm. that keeps us connected to people like yeah. that. Um, I'm going to fix them. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm going to change them. There's that. I'm going to fix you. I need to, I need to continue to be around you and talk to you because you need to be fixed. <coughs> right. That is not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one needs to be fixed. Everyone is whole, complete, and perfect. Yep. In and of themselves, whether they realize it or not. Um. Or whether we realize it or not. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's another area where you have to stop mm-hmm. and look at your intentions. Yeah. And your expectations. Yeah. And your communication. Yeah. But you can only change you. Yes. And your reaction to the world. Yes. Do you react or do you respond? We're so knee-jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Knee jerk doesn't usually work out very well. Because knee jerk comes in, you know, if, if you think about um, conscious 
emotion and knowledge. That's the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Subconscious emotion and knowledge. All of the stuff that we've picked up throughout life and the ancestral things we were given and etc. The knee jerk comes from the subconscious below the water stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's the stuff that often causes us to behave badly. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> right? right? We don't know why. Right? Where did that come from? Until we start to do the work of digging into it with intention, start to get to know ourselves, get to our, know our bodies, and even work with a practitioner that can help dig into the subconscious stuff and go, okay, ooh, that's coming from such and such, such and such. Okay, here's how we release that uh-huh. and rewire it right. and turn it into something positive. Positive. Yeah. yeah, and supportive. And and really, to me, it's about erasing the all the stuff that's been written on your whiteboard, mm-hmm. erasing all of that junk, mm-hmm. all of the data that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. all the times you were told you were too fat, you're not worthy, you're mm-hmm. ridiculous, you're not smart enough, you're, what a, you were a mistake, you were a problem, you were a rebel, right. you caused so much trouble for our family. I mean, just... Right. All the acquired conversations and Ugh, thoughts and exactly. minutia. Yeah. The time that that kid made that comment in the hallway in high school and then that, that resonated and reverberated through my brain for the next 30 years. Right. Yeah. All those acquired conversations. We need to wipe off the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And create our own conversation. Absolutely. Like what works for our life. What, Absolutely. What empowers us? What makes us feel good? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. But not not in a narcissistic, selfish way, but like, you know, there's a point where you, there's a few things you do need to be selfish about. Yeah. But you still have to care and be careful with people. Because mm-hmm. they can be delicate. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and... I said, the world is a wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah. And it is also ferocious. Mm-hmm. So be aware and have fun. Which is why we were given a ton of power. We, are, we have a ton of power, an um, unbelievable amount of power and momentum available to us. But we have been taught, or that's been, I don't want to use the word term taken away from us because it doesn't actually get taken away from us. I feel like it's, we're talked out of it. Yeah. You can't, you can't heal yourself without a medical doctor. Right. You can't find God without a priest. Or you can't you be can't whole without being married. Be, you exactly. You can't do this without having, you know. Yeah. There's all these things that we should do. Yes. Society says, here are your requirements. Yes. Fit this box, and you'll be happy. You'll have the big house and the children and the <laughs> da, 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 and everything else. And if you choose that, that's awesome. Right. If you choose it, right. Don't think we choose it. You have to actively make that choice. And yes. Not, and um, you know, especially you know, it's back to school time. Yep. And kids are going to college and like, oh, what am I going to major in? Oh, I don't know if I like this and da, 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 da. and so there's they're going through all these changes and there's like the expectation of the family mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, you should do this." Yep. You know, and then your friends may say, "Oh, you should do this." Yes. But my question to 
anyone between the age of 16 and 24 is what empowers you. Yeah. What excites you. Yeah, what gets you out of bed and lights you up. Yeah, what makes your body just go on fire and you want to do that thing and it's a good thing out in the world or, you know. Yep, right. Yeah, that is what they should be aiming for. Well, think about as we harness our own personal power, we know ourselves, we, we establish boundaries, we create healthy relationships. We do these pieces of it, but the big thing is as we know ourselves mm-hmm. and we make choices that are for us, how much more powerful we can be present in the world and then the world that is all chaotic and crazy because so many people are off course, mm-hmm. how we can stabilize that. And how we can bring love and joy and peace and all the good things that we're looking to do. Mm-hmm. And everybody gets lifted up. Mm-hmm. The tide rises all boats. Yes, it does. Yeah, it really does. So let's bring a tide of happiness and support and space and love. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. Thank you for tuning in for the Defy Gravity podcast. We are thrilled to have you as part of our family. We're going to ask you to follow this podcast, to share it with your friends and family. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the places. Come see us in person. We'll be doing masterminds and classes and online courses, bringing you education, empowerment, and freedom so you can spread your wings and defy gravity.